Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just $60, bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince, they exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. That's fucking minging, that. I tell you what, David, it's fucking men against fucking boys all over the fucking park. It's fucking weak as pissed, they are. Hello everyone, welcome to the podcast in association with the Sun Community Soup Kitchen. You join us in the aftermath of Sunland 1, MK Dons 2, and the script was written for the game really, um, didn't work out, Connor Wicken comes on the pitch, scores the winner, and Dean, yeah, Dean's laughing, I'm joined by Dean. How you doing mate? I'm, oh, I mean, a bit speechless right yeah. now, you know. Yeah, and, uh, and Malk. Are you doing, mate? Are you are you better than Dino? You, you're, you're grinning, but I think it's just out of. <laughs> I know that my lovely mother-in-law will get me some lovely food tonight, and that's the only thing I'm looking forward to. Yeah. It's the only positive from today. Well, yeah, we're, we're laughing, but I think if you don't laugh, you'll cry. To be oh, honest, Jesus, with you're right. yeah. Well, where do you start with that? Because I, I when I came in here, I was sitting trying to gather my thoughts a little bit while I waited for you two to come in, and. Um, I was just, how do you explain that? Because at times we knocked it about okay. We, we looked neat when, when Roberts and, and Clark came on. Matetti, I thought, had a canny game, but then ultimately it's not, it, it means nothing if you've had a canny game if you, if you play a bad pass, which then leads to a, to a deciding goal. And that's what happened today. We just, there's something clearly wrong with this bunch of players, isn't there, Matt? And I'm, I can't put my finger on it. So, yeah, there's, there's something clearly wrong with this bunch of players, but in my opinion the middle of the park is non-existent you know everything we did was sideways trying to use the wings um, I don't understand what the point is of having Matetti and Neil and Evans in the middle if you have a three man midfield with supposed width why are we never going through the middle you know? do, you, do you know what I think it is I actually think it's to try and cover the sort of the weakness that we have as a team because of Neil not being in form, Evans isn't playing well. But then you look around, and you go, "What we got? What else can we do?" And he's he's tried. I think that's what he's trying to do. He's trying to sort of shore it up because prior to Matete coming into the team, we were playing a middle two, and we were getting bypassed. And even with the three of them there today, we were. By- I mean, I, I, I'm loath to slag young players off, but I just think Dan Neil is. What do you do? He needs to. He needs to do something. With He's got to be rested, Annie. Yeah. He's got to be rested. Let the lad, I mean, you know, what is he, 19, 20? He's been thrusted into the limelight and he's, he's, he's done well for the majority of the early part of the season, but he needs to give his brain a rest. You know, there's so much pressure on the kid and most teams that are coming now are flooding the midfield. We did the same the other week, you know, flood the midfield, let them go out wide. Dejaku didn't do now out wide early on. Um, 
Sergen didn't really do out that wide. Pritchard isn't a winger anyway, so he was never really going to work out. Pritchard, outside. Pritchard was better when when we actually got him on the ball in the middle. Yeah, and he exactly. saw, and he was trying. I mean, if if we if we're looking for sort of any positive at all, he was all right. I thought Clark did well when he came on, but I mean, I, I, I'm just I feel like I should be really angry with Dean, and I'm not. I feel like I should be raging because he is. We've <laughs> dropped well with. As, as it's we've dropped, out, we've, dro- we've, we've dropped out the playoffs we're uh, not yeah. I don't know we're you think back now, aren't we? yeah you think back to that Chef Wed game we were top of the league flying what was it like six weeks ago yeah. and, and we're now out of the playoffs and we challenged for a second you know we challenged for a second at that point and then out of nowhere it just all goes downhill and, and I'm like I say I feel like I should be raging and I, and I am yeah. I think I think as this stews on us tonight I'll be I'll, I'll be more and more angry with it. I mean, where does the blame lie for that? Well, today I know you said the middle of the pitch was non-existent, but the experienced players like Corey, he's meant to be the captain, and he was he was ranked today. I mean, I, he's all I'd pull out most. I'd pull yeah. him out most. You know, if it felt like if I was to be honest, I would have liked to have Trey on the right back and bring Winch. Well, that's in. another thing, isn't it? Where was Trey Hume today? Why was he on the bench? Because a well, lot of people saw the team today, right back yeah. and stuff like that. I, I would put I took Evans off put Winch in midfield put Trey on we're, we're still as unbalanced as we were when, when Alex Neal pointed it out when you think yeah. about it you know you're looking at Dennis Serkin today I, I mean I, I, he's, he's like Dan Neal in a way like he's there's something not right there he's 19 as well isn't he we're, we're relying on Bairns that's the problem and, you the, know? and we sold the only other senior left back we had yeah. and didn't replace him I mean, and we say a senior, what's Denver Hume, 23, 24? Yeah. It's, it's a situation where we're suffering now um, from the actions of the overall recruitment team in January, in my yeah. opinion. You know, Evans might as well not have been on the pitch. Any of us three could have done a, as good a job as him because there was nothing through the middle. He's supposed to be there to be a pivot, to be a defensive shield and to be a pivot. He wasn't a defensive shield and he wasn't a pivot. He didn't offer anything. Matetia was coming back to win the ball because he couldn't be arsed, you know. So I'm, I'm, I don't think Evans, A, deserves the captain's armband and B, deserves to be in the first 11 because he's just not good enough. There was, there was a... At half-time, we, me and my mate, and we were stood talking about the game. I was like, you've got to get Diaco and Evans off. All we've heard about Alex Neal, I say it all, but one of the points we've heard about him is that if he can see something not working, he'll change it. And to his credit, 55 minutes in, he did. But I think it was too late because we conceded a goal. Then, I think sort of a minute before Diaco came off, he misses an absolute sitter. Mm. And I'm, I'm just thinking, you know, we've got, to, we've got to be ruthless. I know he's a young lad, but you saw, the, you saw the quality of the two guys who came on after that, the two wide players who had showed a bit of, yeah, showed a bit of quality. Um, I think he's going to have learned a big lesson today, Alex Neal, about this team because, well, we're, not, we're now in a very dire situation. We're out of the playoffs. See, I, I, I think the problem is a couple of seasons ago when we had a lot of more experienced players who experienced it in other leagues is that now we're looking at all these young players who don't have enough of those leadership players and that we've got Corey Evans in there who just plays diabolically. I don't think we've got enough older, more experienced players in there. Yeah, I, I, I agree. I think it's it's unbalanced, but then at the same time, you look to um, you look to who was the worst player today. For me, he was probably a most experienced player in oh, Corey, Corey Evans. Evans. Yeah, yeah. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. But I, I think overall, it's a team lacking severely in confidence, and you know the best teams they find a way to pull themselves back together. And I don't think the the leadership's there at the minute. I mean, 
you could argue again, Tom, Tom Flanagan's just, you know, he, Tom Flanagan was sold, wasn't replaced, wasn't my favourite player. That's a lot of experience about the team. Yeah, yeah. And you're looking at it, then you're looking around for, for some leadership. And you, I mean, yeah, Mateti had a hand in their, in their winner, but he was the only one at times trying to win the ball back, putting himself about, showing commitment and heart and desire. There's, that's not shown enough for me at the minute. I think you can see, obviously, there's inexperienced lads there who just simply can't do that. And what do you do? I'm, I'm actually, I don't know what he should do now, Alex Neil. So we've got to we've got to start again. We've got to start again, pretty much from square one. We've got to find a way to play because at the minute we've got no shape, we've got no confidence, we've got no go-to moves, we've got no swagger. You know, this this is a massive club in this league, and there is no there's no confidence to try and even take. I mean, Dejaku. I was in the southwest corner and we were screaming at him to take somebody on. Oh, how many times? Every time. How many times did he fuck around? With exactly. Him? He didn't take anyone. He cut back, he, he cut in, he cut back, he cut in, and then the cross he put in went out for a goal kick. And, and then like, did you see Pritchard giving him a bollocking for that? Exactly. Yeah. He seemed just hit it early. You and then you saw you saw when Embleton comes on, early cross, yeah. back of the net. And you're going, how fucking net. difficult I think is that? He seemed very lazy. I mean, he didn't track back, he didn't make any kind of going in for anything. But also at the same time, on the attack, he didn't make any runs or anything like that. He'd rather take it to his feet and try to take someone on, which never actually planned, panned out. I just, I just think as a team, you've got to, you've got to work that out. If, I mean, I know Pritchard's digging them out and getting it in early, yeah. but just stop giving them the ball, play it down yeah. the other side. That's exactly. one, that was one of the my big bugbears in that first half. Alex Pritchard barely touched the ball playing out on the left and it was when he started to come inside for it that he got more action. Um, but look, we're, we're disjointed, we're, we're low in confidence and you can see it. And the problem is the games aren't getting any easier. I mean, Burton on Tuesday night, God knows what the crowd will be. I mean, I'm amazed that many people turned up today. They reckon the crowd was over 30,000 a day. If it was, Fucking fair play to people. Yeah. Like, they had the concourse open, didn't they? So it must have been close yeah, to that. Well, look at that. Right. Well, so so you know, you've got to you've got to take your hats off. People are turning up. They're showing faith where they can. We've got Wigan next week, who are going to. It's going to be a horrible, tough game, and we're going to get battered if we play like we are at the minute. But we again, we've sold out the end five thousand people. Um, but I mean, more immediately, Burton on Tuesday, proper bogey team, and I'm just looking at that today, and I'm thinking. How do we even beat Burton Albion? Well, and that's how that's how much this season is. That's how it's dropped, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. it's just dropped. I, I I wrote something in the middle of the week about, you know, why do me and my lad keep coming back? You know, <laughs> two hundred miles each way, three and a half hours. You know, I'm I'm not saying that we're the most committed fans by any way, um, but you know, when we have when we come, we have to make a long trip. It costs a lot of money, um, and we're watching that. You know. Um, I, I, I don't know how we can turn it around, even against the most average of Leave One sides at the minute. After we lost to Doncaster, you know, we just can't buy a win. Um, so the only the only little chink of light I can see in the in the horizon is we've got to hope that Alex uses these few games to understand how he's going to set us out, and then we can push into the playoffs. And hopefully get the opportunity to to rise in the form stakes as the playoffs start off. Because yeah. I mean I can't see it happening at the minute, but if we don't at least burst into the playoffs with some confidence, we've already gone. You know. Yeah. I mean, it, it's you. You look at when they sacked Lee Johnson. Um, 
and we were third in the table. You know, Johnson, I, I, I wasn't like, I wouldn't say I was totally on board with sacking him. I wanted to see a plan for why, why we made that decision. And it's just becoming more and more obvious that it was a, we, we've made some terrible decisions. It might, it might be come the end of the season, we've won the playoffs and we, and we get promoted and everyone's happy. But as I sit here right now, it feels like this whole month or what, three weeks or whatever it's been, from the moment we sacked Lee Johnson to the last day of the transfer window where we failed to get a centre-half in, we didn't buy a left-back, we're clearly lacking in the middle of the park and we only signed Matete. You know, all didn't these things... Yeah, 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 yeah. And all, the, all, of these things are stack, all of these things are stacking up and stacking up. And, and the culmination of that has been recent performances like today where we just aren't good enough. We're not doing enough to win games. We're not, we're not good enough defensively. You know, MK Dons, all right, they were third before we were fourth before the game. I, 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 didn't think they were, I didn't think they were particularly good today, you know. But as soon as Conor Wickham came on the pitch, every single person that was sat next to me and around me in the ground went, you know what's going to happen now? Yeah. And it happened. You know what I mean? It's just, at the minute, I'm lost for words. It's a bit about... of comedy, isn't it? It's a bit of comedy. I was looking at Twitter this morning, I can't remember who it was, and credit to you, young man, whoever it was, but somebody tweeted, 93rd minute, Conor Wickham scores a goal, 1-0. Yeah. You know, and, and that kind of happened because he scored the winning goal when we just went to friggin' sleep. I know, I know there was some, some bad passes and some mixed-up play in the middle of the field that created the opportunity, but... Time after time, people who we've said aren't good enough are coming back and biting us on the arse. And it's just it not good enough. It reminds me of uh, Mikel Mandrom. When oh, he well, scored two against us and <laughs> one against us. You know. well, we've, we've had that many of them. You yeah. know, Daryl Murphy, when we were in the championship, exactly. coming back to score. I mean, Lewis Graben. All these players have came back when Sunderland have been shit and come back to bite us on the arse. They're not good enough, but they come against us in other teams and absolutely do bits. Yeah, yeah. So we... we we have to try and find a way forward. I honestly don't know how. I think the only, the only advantage at this stage, if I, if I can even call it an advantage, is that Alex Neal's only just walked through the door. Yeah. So I can't blame him for today. I think he's, he's tried to pick a team that would win the game we by hook or by crook. And unfortunately, we, we weren't good enough to do it, but he'll have learned a lot about those players. They've got to learn quickly because Tuesday now is massive. They've got to win. We're outside the playoffs. I mean, we keep, we keep failing to win games. We're going to drop and drop and mm. drop. And then you're then talking about, well, the season's over. Yeah. A lot of people already think the season is over. That's, that's what's risked. And that's all, and that's all been... I mean, let's, let's, let's just be frank here, right? Do you think that since Lee Johnson was sacked, any of, do you want to think that we would have been this bad with him in charge? Obviously, this is a... This is a theoretical question because you don't know. But, um, yes, we got a hump in 6-0 at Bolton and the ownership of the club said that wasn't the only reason he got fired. But a couple of weeks before that, we beat Portsmouth 1-0 and there was a little glimmer of light. We were, we were trying to get back on the horse and trying to get back, you know, winning games. And um, I, I honestly don't think we're any better off and... The pure disruption of changing head coach. Yeah, it's not. It's not. Could be this, it's could it's be not difference. a. Yes, it's not a slight on Alex Neil. Like no, he might actually no. be a really good manager for Sunderland. He's going to take time, isn't he? It's, the, the, it's the disruption. Yeah. And and you can see in the players, like they're just they're all out of sorts. We could do with the season ending now and just going right. 
let's start again in the summer. Draw line. <laughs> it's like, that's how bad it, And considering where we were, when we were like top of the division, I can't believe I'm even saying that. But this is Sunderland and this is what we do and we are the experts at fucking it up. How many clubs would sack their manager when they're third in the league after a 6-0 beat? And they, there's not really like, many. Like I say, like it's, and like, like your dad just said, there's obviously the a... Reason, yes, yeah. Yeah, some, well, we can only take them on face value and I just think we've done everything we possibly can yeah. to totally derail this season to the point now where we're actually worried about maybe even making the playoffs. Well, you look at even the Burton match, they've just signed Niasse, who used to play for Everton. Like, so he's probably going to score against like, the like That's ridiculous. They've signed <laughs> Niasse, he's had a pretty good score, scoring record at one point with them. Yeah. And yeah. it's like, even against Burton... Uh, hang on, that's enough of that. Let's calm down. <laughs> Let's calm down. Yeah, stop talking. Anyways, yeah, we'll probably be back. Mystic, we'll probably be back after Burton. Um, I'm back tomorrow with... Martin and uh, Jeff Brown from BBC Look North, which would be nice. Talking about this shower of shit again. Uh, cheers, Dean. Cheers, Malk. And thanks for listening, everyone. Cheers. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.